there and welcome once again to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimek and I am so glad to be your host today for the next 30 minutes. Today is September the 16th. It is a Thursday. We're going to talk about gratitude on the program today. Boy, this is, uh, I'm going to to lay something on you that that came to me as I was listening to the gospel from today's Mass, something that that really made me just think, you know, and, and when I think when the Lord places these things on my heart, I, I just have the desire to share them with you, to, to make you think a little bit as well. It has to do with gratitude. It, uh, it, it has to do with the everyday gratitude for what Jesus has done and continues to do in our lives. It has to do with appreciating a Father in Heaven who has provided for all of our needs. And it has to do with the fact, and it's a, there's a hard message to convey, uh, but at least speaking personally, it has to do with the many times, I'm going to just make this really personal for me and and not point any fingers, the many times that I complain and I get annoyed and things are, you know, aggravating me and I completely lose sight of being grateful for what the Lord has done for me. You know, these temporary things, sometimes they're really, really, really small. Sometimes they're not so, so small. And in in many of our lives, sometimes these things are very big too. These this this suffering can be very, uh, very real, very painful. But you know the the thing with suffering, and again, I am not trying to point any fingers. I'm just trying to make us all think. And I'll read the gospel, and you see what you get out of it. But uh, any suffering that we experience in this life, it's temporary. It's either going to be gone in this life, or it will be gone once we leave this earth and head to our to our next life. So so suffering is temporary. It's hard to view it that way when you're in the midst of it. You know, when you're when you're struggling and when especially when it looks like your pain and suffering even if it's not physical pain, it can really be serious pain. Mental pain can be actual pain. And uh when it looks like it's not going to ever end, that can be very difficult to deal with. It's very difficult to be grateful in the midst of suffering. But today I'm, I'm going to share something uh, from the gospel. This gospel comes from today's daily mass, as I said, and it just hit me. And, and I hope that the Lord can speak to you through this as well. So if you would be so kind as to join me as we pray, let's turn to our Father in heaven right now. Let's talk to him a little bit in prayer, and then we'll get on with the show. All right, I'm going to lead. You just follow along, and here we go. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You know, Father... It's so good to come to you and, and, and focus on your presence. You are incredibly patient with us, Father, because we, we go through our days. We sometimes just shut you out completely. We're so busy doing what we consider to be important. And, and you know, Father, sometimes these things are important, things that you would expect us to get done. But it's, it's way too easy for us and way too common for us to shut you out, to forget about you. And unfortunately, this happens, and I'm guilty of this. You know, Father, you know me better than I know myself. This happens sometimes even when we're saying our prayers or when we're at church. Our minds are elsewhere. You know, so today, Father, we come to you with the conscious desire to recognize your presence. We don't have to conjure you up. We know that you are always here. You're always with us. What we need to do is make that connection with your presence. 
And that's what we do right now. As we come into your presence, as we acknowledge your greatness and your power, as we acknowledge your love, as we acknowledge your care for us throughout the years, as we acknowledge your care for your people throughout the years. Father, we come before you recognizing you are the creator and we are the creatures, recognizing that without you, we can do nothing. So we come to you as your very needy children. We need lots of things. We come to you, Father, with our needs, and we ask you to provide for our needs, both spiritual and material, this day. Father, please heal those who are sick. Please give relief to those who are suffering. And please grant meaning to the lives of those who don't feel their life has meaning. Let them see what the meaning of their life is, to know, to love, and to serve you, Father. Father, I ask you to give me the words this day. As I always do, I turn to you and ask you to guide my words so that I can deliver the message that you would like me to deliver. And Father, open our hearts and our minds so that we can hear your words and be willing to put them into practice and then go and put them into practice. We thank you, Father. We ask these things confidently in the name of Jesus, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for praying with me. You know, um, as I was as I was as I was praying, and I, I don't I don't prescript any of these prayers. I kind of let the Spirit lead me. That idea came to me. It's one it's one that's been on my mind quite a bit lately. The fact that God's always present. We there is nowhere we can go. Psalm one thirty nine makes that very clear. Uh, wherever we go, He is present. He's everywhere. But yet sometimes we, we forget about them. You know, sometimes sometimes I'll catch myself. I'll be I'll be reading my emails and, and it'll it'll come to me like, wait a minute, I I couldn't even do this if the Father wouldn't allow me. Number one, I'm alive. Number two, I have an internet connection. Number three, I have a phone or, or a computer, you know? And uh all of those things have to come together before I read my emails. Sometimes I'll shift gears, you know, I'll be doing my prayers, and I'll say, okay, now it's time to read the email, and I'll catch myself. You know, it's fine to do that. God wants us to be busy. He doesn't want us to sit around and, and just talk to Him all day. You know, those of us who are in the world, that's we have jobs to do, we have things we're supposed to do, families to take care of, etc., but sometimes I'll do it prematurely. I'll be really curious or my phone will ding in the middle of a prayer. Do you ever, do you ever do that? And, and then I'll like, sometimes I, I really try not to do this, but I have to admit there have been times, especially if I'm waiting for an email, that I'll look at my phone. Even while I'm praying. That's not good. And I catch myself there and I, and I, and I apologize to the Lord and I say, you know, Father, it's... If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even have a phone or be able to get this email or be able to see, you know, but this is, this is all part of the learning process for all of us when it comes to our relationship with God. Look, we live in a world and we were brought up to, to rely on our senses and it's, it's ingrained in us. You know, this is what the world teaches us to focus on what we can see and feel and smell and hear that's reality god on the other hand 
you can't really hear them. You can't see them. Sometimes you don't feel them. A lot of times you don't feel them. So using that, that, you know, that framework given to us by the world, and I mean, it's, it's common practice. Using that framework, well, then he becomes not very real. Sure, we might believe in him, but he becomes religion book material or, or fluff because the world is real. The world is, I, I can, look, right now as I'm doing the show, I can pick up my phone. I am holding my phone in my hand. I am touching the computer screen. I got my coffee cup here. I am feeling that. That's real. No doubt about it. There's no way you can convince me that this coffee cup, I'm going to put it down on the table. I don't know if you can hear it. makes a noise. going to take a sip of the water in the cup. That's real. You cannot convince me that it's not. But on the other hand, Many people can be convinced or allow themselves to temporarily be convinced of the fact that God's not real. They wouldn't outright deny him, but when, and and I'll say we because I'm guilty of this at times, when our problems lead to worry, okay, not fear, fear that turns into prayer, that's a good thing, or fear that leads to action, good thing, not a bad thing. But when our fear or our problems lead to fear, and then that fear leads to worry instead of trust, then we are headed down the wrong path. When that happens, God is less real to us than that problem. Because if God was real to us at that moment in time, we'd recognize that he's with us, he loves us, and he's all-powerful. Nothing to worry about. What happens if the problem exists? It continues to exist. Well, then he wants us to go through it because he could remove it. So we pray to have it removed and nothing happens. Then we're either going to get the grace to deal with the problem, right? Well, if the problem, if nothing happens, then we will get, if we ask, the grace to deal with the problem or ultimately the problem will go away at some point if we keep praying for it. You know, so so the, the point is when we lapse into worry or we, we get you know, prone to, like I can be prone to discouragement, but when I give in to that discouragement and I allow myself to become discouraged, then I'm at least momentarily forgetting about the presence of God in my life who will give me what I need when I need it. I mean, that's, that's what faith teaches me. You know, but it takes a lot to really believe that. To believe it not just in your head, but in your heart, because all of our lives we rarely come across that kind of faith. It's rare. More often than not, people will tell you, if I see it, if it's on TV, if it's in person, if it's happening, that's real. The spiritual world, I can't see it. That's not real. It's Well, it's, it's kind of real. It's not as real as the empty bank account or the bad medical report or that nasty person who's yelling at you, right? So, So in order to understand and appreciate and really feel and internalize the reality of God and His presence in our lives, we have to do some work. And that's part of, I consider that part of my job for you here, and it's necessary for me too. I work on that a lot. And God is becoming more real to me. And the Holy Spirit is very helpful for making God and Jesus real to us. But it requires work, and it takes a long time to undo these, I want to call them bad habits, because they are bad habits. 
when you fail to recognize God is with you at all times and that you can do nothing without him and that he will give you what you need, if, if you lose sight of these things, then you are denying reality. You know, that problem you're facing that appears hopeless, that appears unsolvable, that's not reality. The reality is that the Lord can solve the problem, that the Lord is bigger than the problem. And, and we, we really, if we're going to really practice our faith, right? If we're really going to do that, then we need to somehow work at it and come to that conclusion that God is real. But again, if you stick with me, let's let's work on this together. I think it's important to do, and uh, gratitude's a good place to start. That's the subject of today's show. Hey, I want to welcome you. My name is Gary Zemeck. I'm on a bit of a, a, a tirade, I guess, today. <laughs> I just got a little fired up. But it's it's something I'm I'm passionate about because it's a weakness in my life. You know, I recognize the fact that for many days throughout my life, I just went about my business. I just went about my business trying to please myself, trying to do what I think I was supposed to do without recognizing the fact that I have a Father in Heaven who loves me and who has a plan for my life. And sadly, who also can help me to experience the peace that I'm seeking. And I'm trying to do it on my own, but yet he can, exp- he can help me through him to experience that. And he calls me to follow his son, Jesus. You know, it's, it, it's, I've spent a lot of time in life ignoring those facts. So I got time, I got, I got to make up for it. And, and that's why I do this, what I do. You know, once, once I, I surrendered my life to Christ, and it, it sounds like a cliche, but it really isn't. Once I really gave him control and said, all right, Lord, you are now in charge. I'll do what you say. He gave me peace beyond all understanding. That's what St. Paul talks about. And it really is legit. So I want to share that with you. Um, Followingthetruth.com is my website. I am working on um, getting some information on the website about my new book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. You're going to be hearing a lot more about that book very soon. Probably next week, I'll have some graphics on the website. You'll be able to order the book through the the website. But for right now, if you want to pre-order Journey with God, you can do it by going to either Amazon.com and searching for my name, Gary Zimak, Z-I-M-A-K, or go to the Word Among Us. It's Their website is W-A-U, wordamongus.org, and do a search for Zimak on, the, uh, on, on their website, Z-I-M-A-K. Um, it is, I've been told by them, and I mentioned this a couple days ago, it's a little difficult to navigate their website, Word Among Us website. So you can't use multiple, uh, multiple word search strings. You just need to look for one word such as journey, such as Zimac, you know, but if you have any trouble, just shoot me an email at Gary at following the truth.com and I'll make it obvious. Or I'll, I'll let you know uh, where you can go to find the book. But I'm excited about that. And again, we will be talking more about that. All right, let's talk about gratitude. The gospel from today's Mass. It's from Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. Let me read it, and we'll, we'll chat a little about it. And, and I ask the Holy Spirit to just inspire my words. I already said it, but I'm going to say it again as I, as I read this. Because I, I want to deliver the message I feel the Spirit wants me to deliver from this. 
but I really think it has to do with gratitude. A certain Pharisee invited Jesus to dine with him, and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. Now, there was a sinful woman in the city who learned that he was at table in the house of the Pharisee. Bringing an alabaster flask of ointment, she stood before him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the ointment. So, we have a woman here who is obviously repentant. I mean, it's, it's externally repentant because she's crying. She's staying behind Jesus. She's not even going up in front of him. Definitely a very humble person. Doesn't feel she's worthy to go in front of Jesus. And she's bathing his feet with her tears. I mean, she's so low. She's she's on the ground, you know. And uh, then she anoints, uh, kissed him, kissed her feet. Uh, she wiped her his feet with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the ointment. So she's down at his foot level. You know, somebody who is very humble, very sorry for her sins. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, so this guy's thinking this. Now, check this out. If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. So now, obviously, one of the things about the Pharisees, these guys went through the motions really well. They did religion good, you know? They did religion right. They knew the, they knew the rules. They, they made themselves look really good. They made themselves look really holy. But for the most part, they were hypocrites. They were going through the motions. They were self-righteous. They were um, very much um, uh, in, in their own world. They were restrictive. They didn't want other people to join their, their group. They were, they were separatists, religious separatists. They wanted to be do their own thing. And they look down on a lot of people. That's what's happening here. And this still unnamed Pharisee, he's going to be named in a minute, but this unnamed Pharisee was thinking these thoughts to himself. So he's looking down at Jesus and he's looking down at the woman. If this man was really a prophet, he would know that this woman is no good. So he's, 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 (laughs) he's writing off Jesus and the woman. Now what happens? Jesus probably shocked him because he's reading his mind. And he uses his name, too. Listen to this. Jesus said to him in reply, Simon, that's the name of the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Tell me, teacher. (laughs) Simon is pretty, uh, uh, Simon doesn't know what's coming because at this point he doesn't know Jesus is reading his thoughts. 200 people, Jesus said, were in debt to a certain creditor. One owed 50 500 days wages and the other owed 50 days wages. Since they were unable to repay the debt. He forgave it for both. Which of them will love him more? Simon said in reply, the one I suppose whose larger debt was forgiven. He said to him, you have judged rightly. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? When I entered your house, you did not give me water for my feet. But she has bathed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but she has not ceased kissing my feet since the time I entered. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with ointment. So I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. Hence she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven 
loves little. He said to her, your sins are forgiven. The others at table said to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? But he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Can you imagine what was going on at that table after Jesus did that, after he would actually have the guts to forgive this woman's sins? But, you know, this got me to uh, to thinking that, and I, I wrote about this in my daily email reflection. If you haven't gotten on the list, please sign up for it at followingthetruth.com. It's free of charge. Um, I wrote about the fact that when the COVID um, quarantine, not quarantine, what's the word? Um, the, uh, I can't think of the word. I, I guess quarantine. When When we were stuck in the house due to COVID and, and nothing was open and you, you couldn't really get out and most stores were closed. And I, I remember the first time my wife and I ventured into a supermarket and um, it was, we were so grateful, scared, but grateful, grateful that God allowed us to get out of our house and go into the store and shop again. And I, you know, I, I make the point in the in the email reflection that I, that I almost felt like getting down on the ground and kissing the, you know, getting down on my knees and kissing the ground in gratitude. I just had this overwhelming feeling of gratitude for being out and not being restricted to my house anymore. You know, I didn't have to work at it. Those feelings just overwhelmed me. And then, and then, you know, so I got to thinking about that, and I thought. Why is it that I wake up some days and I complain about little things, little annoyances, petty things that in the big picture don't really matter that much? Because Jesus Christ came to earth, entered my world, and suffered and died on the cross so that I could be saved from my sins and be able to live forever in heaven. He did that for me. I couldn't do that. The only reason that I will be able to live in heaven is because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. Otherwise, it just would not be possible. You know, my good works couldn't get me there. Now, that doesn't mean my lack of good works can't screw up what he's done for me. It, it, it can. So it's, you know, I've got to do something. But all the good works in the world would not be enough to get me to heaven unless Jesus Christ won that victory for me on Calvary. And that's going to last forever. That's not temporary. That's not just going to last for a couple days. That's just not a little pleasure. It's more than that, you know? So if that's the case, why do I not go around every day thanking the Lord profusely for everything He's done for me and not complaining about anything, especially the small stuff? And, and, you know, I, I'm a wimp. I'm not talking about big things. I'm talking about I complain about things like the weather. It's too hot or cold. Or I don't like the food or, you know, that kind of thing. And I can, I, I can come to no other conclusion. Then I, I'm, not as a, I'm not as grateful as I should be. And I, I think this is one of those things. This is not fun to realize. It's not, not fun to, to come to that recognition because it makes you feel pretty bad about yourself. Um, but that's not a bad thing. You know why? Because it's uh, until you know you're sick, you can't go to the doctor for healing. Until I know my car is leaking oil, I'm not going to go to the the mechanic and check it out so that it can be fixed. 
I can't, I'm not going to go to confession to confess sins that I don't know about. But once I know that I've got something in my life that needs to be fixed, I can take steps to address it and turn to Jesus and say, look, Lord, I'm sorry. I haven't been grateful. I didn't appreciate what you did for me. But I'm going to try. Would you help me? And and Lord, would you forgive me for, for complaining, for taking you for granted? for forgetting about you, you know, because we do, we do. So that, so that's what I got out of this. Because if I fully understood, or even understood better than I do now, what Jesus did for me and continues to do for me, I would be a lot more grateful. And I, and I think for me, and you know, maybe the same applies to you, that's why I felt I would mention it. For me, the fact that I'm not as grateful as I should be all the time, leads me to believe I need to focus more on what the Lord did for me and does for me in my life. The fact that he created me. All things were created through the word. Jesus was involved in my creation, which he did not have to bring about. He didn't have to create me, but he did because he wanted to share in a relationship with me. And again, if I think about that a lot more, I'm going to be more grateful and complain less because I'll realize that, you know, in the big picture, this is all going to be done with pretty soon. But eternal life, that lasts forever. So take it for what it's worth. That's my message today, and I hope you benefited from it. Um, Please visit my website, followingthetruth.com, for more information about my work or to invite me to your parish. I keep booking speaking work for, for this year. I'm surprised. I'm still booking some work for this year. So it's not too late to bring me to speak at your parish, either this year or for next year. Lent's busy, but I have a little, a few openings left in Lent. Contact me through the website or by emailing me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. It is my pleasure, as always, to be with you, to spend another day with you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, if you happen to be available I will be on Relevant Radio's Morning Air. I do a monthly segment with them. I'm going to be talking about finding peace in suffering tomorrow. So I really hope you'll be able to. That's a hot topic and one that I'm anxious to talk about. So that's Relevant Radio tomorrow morning, Friday morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And God willing, I plan to be back with you here tomorrow on Following the Truth. Keep in mind that I always pray for you. And... um, I, I hope you're doing well. If you're not, if you need anything, Gary at followingthetruth.com. That's my email address. Don't hesitate to reach out. You know, I, I'm not kidding. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it. Thank you so much for spending some time at my table this uh, this day. And, and, um, and I look forward to spending more time with you tomorrow, God willing, on Following the Truth. Bye-bye now.